Are you ready? Starting now? <laughs> well, now you just messed it up, you knob. God, you know that the shit that we go through for this, huh? I know. <laughs> fuckers, fuckers better appreciate it. When we started, we were just like, yeah, we're just going to do this, man. You know, shoot our wad into the wind and see what happens. <laughs> What's right. the title of this uh, podcast again? I don't know. Objects, I don't know. Something with a penis, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> our fucking faces are everywhere now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but You're but welcome, ladies. <laughs> right. Popular with the ladies. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm not even going to apologize because I hopefully, hopefully it sounds <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, really? totally. this is this is fucking explicit now. <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. <sighs> la, 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 la. It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And this time, we can actually say we have a really, really good friend on tonight. We do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, our friend Buddy Michael's with us. Uh, we've known him, um, God, almost as long as uh, Mike and I have known each other. So, uh, Michael, introduce yourself real quick, and then uh, we'll kind of give a little bit of an idea of what we're going to talk about and go from there. Yeah, Mike, um, I've known, like guys, like Bill said, since pretty much day one. Yeah. Yeah. So who are you and where are you from? Give us a quick intro. Oh, I'm uh, I'm Mike. Um, I'm from Garfield Heights, and uh, <laughs> that that's uh, right now. I live in Lorain County with my wife and kids, two right. beautiful girls. Yeah, that's that's part of the part of the entire story. And real quick, before we get too far into this, we happen to be recording on another one of my children's birthdays. So um, <laughs> just just real quick, um, happy birthday to my daughter Kimberly. Uh, we Hi, all Kimmy. call her Kimmy, but um, yeah, today is her birthday, and uh, yeah, just uh, by chance, we recorded on both my son's birthday and her birthday. Um, no stories. She didn't ruin my lunch or anything like that. No, no weird stories about when she was born, except for I was freaking out so much when uh, my Pam, my, my wife at the time, was in so much pain. The doctor actually made me leave the room with him to get a cup of coffee <laughs> so I could calm down. And then um, they slipped her a little bit more pain medication late in the thing. And Kimmy came out purple. And uh, that's that's my story. So Right. And you were 12 years old. I was, yeah, pretty damn close. I was 19. Wow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because yeah, I have a I I'm 55 and I have a 36 year old daughter. So yeah, I was a I was a child, which is probably the reason I was fucking freaking out. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, I, you know, I, go ahead. You know, we waited till I was 36 before we had our first one, and <laughs> I couldn't imagine if I was 19. Yeah. Could, yeah. yeah. Well, I was 19 too when Amber was born. So yeah, <laughs> we got it out of the way early. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> It's a thing, but um, I'll tell you, it was yeah a little bit different when when Derek was born because I was thirty two when he was born, so um, yeah, quite a quite a bit different. But um, but yeah, we're not here to talk about me and my kids. Although again, happy birthday, Kimmy, I love you. <laughs> um, so, Mike, 
we don't really yeah. have uh, much of a format here, but um, I'll let the other mic here kind of explain what we do. I don't know how much you've listened to this before, but um, I mean, all we do is have a conversation, but we have a mild format, right, Mike? Yeah, slightly. And, you know, I was actually thinking about this earlier today, man. Um, I probably don't even have to do this, with Michael, because, you know, he's <laughs> one of us. But, but you know, tell your story. Tell where you're from. All, all that good stuff. Um, we hate fucking drunkologues. I know you do, too. Uh, we don't care about, you know, how you fucked up and because we know how to do that. We know how to fuck up our lives and fuck up the lives of everybody around us. We want to hear about the solution. But we do want to hear, you know, there's a lot of people out there listening or, you know, one or two anyway, that don't know you. So, <laughs> you know, let them know where you're from, what you're about. Um, I mean, yeah, I just, you know, from an early age, I was I was, you know, a good kid. Um, and the moment I t- seventh grade, uh, when I had any type of responsibility, you know, and that just goes to show that it's drinking isn't the whole problem you know mm-hmm. right um the responsibility that i had was just going from class to class to class at school and i couldn't even do that you know um and from then you know my grades just started going down the hill um started smoking pot and hanging out with different crowds and um yeah it was just total downhill from there you know a total disappointment to my family and you know i squeaked by school uh when i got out of school the same thing you know just that gave me more time to do whatever i got fired from job from job from job you know the same story and uh that led me to getting in trouble with the law and um ended up doing some time in prison and uh got out of there and same thing right back to where i was right back to where I started, you know, uh, you know, I had a great family, luckily, um, who supported me until they just couldn't anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just the, the pain that I put them through is, is probably my biggest reminder today. Um, just to see the smile on their face and stuff like that, that they get to hang out with the grandkids and stuff. But, um, Right. You know, I ended up homeless. Uh, no friends, really. Uh, and the, the one friend I did had, I told him um, one night, I'm like, you're not going to see me anymore. I'm going to the Keating Center. <laughs> and, you know, I I did. And I got there and I was actually on unemployment. And I got my check that day and I'm like, I'm not staying here. <laughs> so I went out I went out to the car and I told my mom like they don't have a bed come back tomorrow and she's like okay. <laughs> so you know that's just that the thinking that we right, have and, right. um, I got some money man I can't I can't go in yet. <laughs> right. And it wasn't even a lot. It was like $90 or it's something. Man. <laughs> 90 bucks, 90 bucks, it man. Get you through the night. <laughs> All right. right. I'm 30 years old. I have $90 to my name. And uh <laughs> But no, but luckily I came back the next day and they still had that bed, you know, and and I walked in. And that's when I seen um, the both of you. And, <laughs> you know, my life just changed from that day. I was so nervous when I got there. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I've been there before and it was it just felt different this time. It was just, you know, it was either do this or or don't. And uh, so, I mean, I'm quiet naturally. And, you know, so I just did my thing and 
Um, followed directions. I had my job. Everybody in the house gets a job. And uh, I would do my job. And when I was done, I would go help the next person, you know. And I did that just to stay out of my own head, to right. constantly stay busy. Uh, everything that I was told, I did. I didn't deviate from anything because every time in the past, I would always just, you know, fail. I didn't have the tools or anything. And this time I'm like, I'm just going to do whatever I'm told. And and I did. And, and you know, that summer we had a great group of guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really did. We really did. So right. real, real quick, before we go on from there of that summer. So, I mean, obviously we know you were in the Keating Center before, but just step back real quick to that point. And what was different between when you were in there the first time and when that was versus 2010 when you came in? Oh, well, I was there. Uh, the first time was 2003. I went and that was on 117th, but at the time it was the Freedom House. And that time I just went there because I was in trouble with the law. <laughs> um, being honest and, right. you know, uh, I was, I went there for 30 days. And when I got there, all the meetings that I went to were on the West side and I lived on the East side at the time. And then when I left, I started going to meetings all on the east side. So I just totally like built this little support group that I did for 30 days. And then when I went back to the east side, it was just gone. I was by myself again. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went to a few meetings. And then slowly but surely, I would start to be the last one there, sit in the back of the room, first one to leave. Um and, you know, I thought I was going to be okay because I I walked in and I knew people there from school, from growing up and stuff. And it just, you know, I, you don't let, you don't stay with that foundation that you built. And it just, it, for me, it's just not going to work out. Right. And then I ended up, uh, oh, in Jones Road, 2006. And this time I, you know, I, I actually tried, I got a sponsor. I, um, did what was asked and, you know, as uh, once again, another great group of guys and, you know, I was there probably 10 months. And the reason I went back there is, uh, you know, that whole time when I got in trouble, the first time I was on probation and I never went to see my PO obviously during them three years because I was not clean. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I basically stayed there like 10 months. I had a job and and I was doing okay. And I was out on a visit um, at my parents' house on a Sunday. And on the way back, I got pulled over in Garfield Heights. Uh, they took me out of the car at gunpoint and for a probation violation. And that's when they took me to county. And then I ended, that's when I got sentenced to three years in the penitentiary. And, you know, it's, I was fortunate enough to get into the program there. So I didn't have to do three years. It was in prison program. So I did intensive, uh, drug and alcohol rehabilitation for about 11 months, 12 months. And I got released to cats. And then from cats, uh, once my parents, my father, um, saved the days like, Hey, you need a job. And I said, yeah. So he got me a job at his place which I had got fired from 
12 <laughs> years earlier. Right. And, uh, but you know, parents, they just, they just love you to death. And, you know, it was good. I, I met someone and we were dating for a while and everything was good. I was, I mean, I was drinking, I wasn't going to meetings, but I was able to drink like a beer here, a beer there and stop. And then as soon as that relationship ended, it was all worse than it has ever been. Mm-hmm. And I ended, I was homeless. I was homeless and it just, my parents didn't want me around. I would sneak in their backyard and sleep all night. Um, wake up with a sandwich and a <laughs> glass of milk that my mother put there. And um, so I was just tired. I was just tired and I couldn't do it. And, I just didn't laying under laying there under the stars. You just think a lot, and I'm, I just realized I got to do something different. Right, right. So yeah, that's when I went to the that's when I went to the Rock, 2010, July 8th. Yep. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up that. Uh, and that's, I mean, of course, Mike and I have heard your story a, a number of times, and we've known you long enough to know probably more than what you've told in front of a podium. But um, the whole patio thing and the sandwich thing, because at that point you weren't getting along with your dad, right? Your mom would bring out the food and just be like, you got you to get out of here, right? I mean, at oh, that right. point. My, oh, my dad, he couldn't even look at me. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like the biggest disappointment that in his life. I mean, because my sister, she was born 15 years after I was. And he had her to protect. And I totally understand it. You know, so. Right. Yeah, but that, uh, I just, I remember hearing that for the first time and that, that's powerful, you know, I mean, because, you know, getting to that point and then, and I, I just thought it was important because I knew you had been, I guess I didn't remember that you had been to the, to the rock previously or the freedom house, but I knew about Jones road. So I, yeah. I, I learned something new, but, um, and so again, not to interrupt back from when I did, but, uh, so that, yeah, so that summer, so you, you did what you were told, you took direction, you helped people out. Um, and that's one of the things that I mean, Mike and I have talked about quite a bit because both of us, uh, we talked about this, I think on here, right, Mike, I mean, about, you know, how, how determined you were, Michael, when you came in mm-hmm. and we knew a little bit about your past. We knew you had, you know, had, had been there before type of thing, as far as through the Keating center. And I just remember you because both Mike and I were house fathers at the time. Right. And I do, I remember that. And again, for, for everyone who doesn't know, the Keating Center, we clean like a million fucking times everything. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and then literally, it's like, okay, you know, that you two people go into the bathroom upstairs, two people downstairs, and this in the kitchen. Everyone did. They had mm-hmm. the job. And then once Michael would finish up, he would. He'd always come to us. What, what else can I do? Where can I help? Almost every day, if I remember correctly. So yeah, that was, I mean, that was actually pretty cool. And then... Um, I know we told this story before. It might even been when we were talking to Megan, but we were in group one time, and I don't remember what the deal was, but there was whoever the guy was leading the group kind of, I don't remember who it was, but didn't really have control at the group. So everyone's just kind of fucking around, literally like hooting and hollering and this and that. And, and Michael, you stood up and you're like, you're like, guys, come on. I'm trying to fucking learn something here or something along those lines. <laughs> and, and everyone's just like, oh, but I, I remember that like it was fucking yesterday because that just, I don't know. That's a, that's a pretty damn good example of where your head was at, that you, you weren't about fucking around about anything, you know, which is cool. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I felt I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't have that right. opportunity. And, and then, you know, that brings, I, I, I remember the guy's face. 
I remember, <laughs> but I can't remember his name. Right. I don't even remember what the dude looked like. I just remember that he he had lost control of that group that that day or maybe all the time. I don't even remember that part. Right. And, you know, I, <laughs> I remember people used to say you got rallied. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, and it just and I understand why nowadays, because I've been through it like two times before that. And if you mess around, you're not going to make it. You right. know, mm-hmm. so it's just there's you can't you can't mess around with it. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, you know, definitely, you know, my impression. I mean, when you came in, it was like, I did this fucker's serious, man. Uh, <laughs> definitely hang around with him because, you know, he's yeah, he was one of the guys that was serious about it. And there, you know, there were others, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. we did, not Bill, but right. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wasn't. I that's true. I know. Yeah. No, I know. Right. But you were, you were still, I don't know. There was something about you, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, you certainly, we could tell, but there, there was potential there right. with you. Um, you know, some of those guys, there was, you know, no chance in hell and you knew that and you felt bad and hopefully they'd make it back. But, right. um, but yeah, but Michael was definitely one of the guys that was like, God damn it. I'm fucking serious about this. I've got to do this for myself i i don't want to have my life this way anymore and that's exactly how i felt too it's like fuck you know i've been through this before i fucked around before and um i i don't want to live like this anymore i don't know how the fuck i'm not going to live like this but i can't so i'm going to do whatever these fuckers tell me to do right absolutely right and you know i felt the same way about you guys that when i got there i'm like these guys they're not messing around either you know, right. and, and I think that's why we all gravitated gravitated toward each other. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, it's funny we're talking about. Um, I ran into Joe Harrison. The um, oh shit, really? And, yeah, this weekend, Saturday. I I had some time to kill. Chris was doing something, and I was like, I'm gonna go to the fucking mall and see if I can buy a shirt. So I'm wandering around. I was walking through. Um, I think it was Nordstrom's. And he was in there um, buying shoes because he had just gotten a new suit because he was going to a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God damn, we're all fucking adult and shit. I <laughs> know. Laughing. Right. Right. Well, you know, in the like you said, Mike, um, in, I know for a fact that uh, I'm sure it was pretty, pretty clear that, you know, I, I was angry. I was pissed off. I was all those things. By the time you got there, Michael, in, in July, I mean, I was only, you know, a few months into this thing, you know, and still not. I mean, I. I was going with the flow. That's the only way I can put it. I was just following the crowd and doing what everyone was doing. And the thing of it is, is that like you guys say, you knew better and you knew what you had to do. I didn't know any better. Maybe that's what, that's what saved me with some of these, some of the fucking God shit. Cause I didn't, I didn't know enough to hate God. Like a lot of people did. And when it came to things that I, that I wasn't supposed to do, I didn't know any better. You know, I figured mm-hmm. out really right. quickly that if, if shit didn't get done, we had to do it again. And I didn't want to do that. And if shit went really bad that we got shut down, that was at least a rumor at the time before it happened. So I just shut my mouth and followed along with people. You know, that's all, that's all that I did. I just didn't know any better. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I wasn't calling anybody a rational prick. <laughs> did, did we ever like did we actually ever tell that story i don't even remember if we ever... i think we did pretty oh, early yeah, on yeah, yeah yeah we did yeah yeah because that was our other our other buddy joe was out there banging his baby mama and he got caught and we got shut down oh that's right because that's the weekend that uh my son came into town i was supposed to go on a visit mm-hmm. and tell him everything that was happening with me and all that sort of right. thing but um 
Yeah, but you're you're right. I mean, when you started saying it, I mean, uh, as far as the the group of guys that we had, and you know, and you know, Joe Harrison, and then there was uh, you know all these all these different people. The other Joe, um, why can't I th- uh, Lang? Yeah. yeah. Tang. You know, who used to call him Lang- Joe Langatang? I thought that was kind of funny. I can't remember. Who Couldn't tell to. you, man. Yeah. Some some knucklehead. Right. But, right. right. But yeah, there was obviously, <laughs> you know, us and then Frankie was there during that time frame and Wes and the Joes and all these other people. And um, I mean, it was just it was it was a it was a good group, just a good, solid group of people, you know, and. Mm. And I remember even Marty saying that when uh, when we all got over to the three quarter house that and he told us a couple of times, he's like, I don't have to worry about you guys. He goes, you guys are going to get it. You guys are going to get shit done, you know, which was which was weird because, I mean, neither. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of us were were that sober at the time we went over there. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, we were we hadn't drank in a little while, but I mean, we weren't completely right. fixed, you know, or anything like oh, that. Oh, hell no. You I'm know. still not fixed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Thank you. Right. I, you didn't see me. I did. We do air quotes every once in a while, Michael. So that was, I, I apologize. Usually I say those by air quotes fixed, but yeah. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was funny. The, the only other thing that I, again, that I remember about you and again, you're, cause you ended up being a house father, right? Michael. I did. Yeah. That's when everybody That's started I, saying that, that you got rallied. Oh. <laughs> cause well, yeah, I just, I just wanted everybody to succeed. You know, I wanted everybody to sure. live. Right. Well, and that's the other thing too. And Mike and I have talked about that on here. There was the, do you remember hearing that Michael is that, uh, you know, if you were a house father, that there was no way you're going to stay sober. You remember hearing all that bullshit? Mm-hmm. I, I don't really. Oh yeah. That was especially the, like the older guys that, who do you know and stuff, you know, and our, and, our, and yeah, they were like, you know, they make you a house father, man. You're going to fucking relapse, <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, I'm sure part of it, because that was kind of what they did was, you know, tell you, you can't do something and you know, fuck you. I'll show you. Right. And, um, you know, but, but it was, I mean, for a while there, especially when we first got there, guys that were house fathers, man, they went out and it was like, fuck, that's yeah. no, 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 thank you. Right. Right. Well, they did. But it, I mean, that's for 60 days or whatever. You, there's no stress. You have no stress mm-hmm. there. And then you then 60, 90 days in, you get this house job with responsibility. And it's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And with that, I mean, you're basically on call from, you know, seven in the morning until, you know, lights out at 11 o'clock at night. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was it, it was a long day and it was a lot, you know, but um, who was that? Oh, that was Adam that took the keys. Mike, you remember that when he, mm. Adam took the keys up yeah. to the shell <laughs> and then uh, Marty comes back with with some he goes to pick up some sort of food shit and he wants to put it in that whole, you know, that locked door area. What was that right. cooler area? And uh, he's like, you know, keys or whatever. So we're like, oh, yeah, hang, hang on one second. Adam's got him. He just, and we're looking for Adam. When we see him walking down the parking lot, Adam, fucking ass over here, man. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it's, and again, for everyone out there that's listening, that we had keys to the, all these different things in the building. And one of us, it was usually three house fathers, at least two, if not three. And there was one person that always hung on to the keys. If, you, if you're going someplace, hand the keys off. So there was always somebody mm-hmm. on premises with keys. So, that would have been, yeah, Marty would have just fucking lost it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we, we covered and <laughs> Hang on a sec, Marty. They're right over here. Let me go right. grab them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah man. It's like trying to distract him for a minute when he's got, he's like seven steps ahead of whatever he's doing at that moment. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was a good time. I mean, it's, uh, you know, as Marty had said, you know, the, 
you know, 90 days or six months or whatever it is, whatever the time frame is, you know, the mm-hmm. best time that you'll never want to repeat, you know, and absolutely. Um, we brought that up a couple of times on here and that's, that's a fact that, but we had, we had a really good time. We had a good group of people, um, saw a lot of people come in and out, you know, saw people relapse, saw people, you know, die. I mean, which is not fun, you mm-hmm. know, but no, it's not. So there was all the good, good times that we have, but then, uh, you know, dealing with all that, all that shit just early on in recovery, it's, uh, and I had never been around any of that before. So some of it was just like, Holy fuck. <laughs> You know, just mind blowing. Well, it's everything changed from 2003 to 2010. It was just a totally different like spectrum of why people are there and mm-hmm. you know, what they're doing. And then, yeah, people started dying and it's just it's heartbreaking. Well, and I think um, I don't want to say everyone, but you got to figure 80 percent, 80 percent of the people that came in there had had tried heroin, I would think. There was a lot of there was a lot more people coming in that were probably more drug related than alcohol related. Certainly during that time going forward, I would think, right? Oh, I would think so. And you know, that's all out of everything. I, that's the only thing I never tried. I was scared to death. I knew I would love it, right? You mm-hmm. know, with, with with the way I was, and I'm just like, man, thank God, thank God, right? Well, and I just I just got lucky. I mean, uh we've talked about it plenty and you know, Michael, I mean, I've never done any drugs at all, but um, I think right, had, right. I, had I, I would have enjoyed the fuck out of them. I know I would have. And sooner or later it was, uh, that's a, that's a definite, you know, one of my yets that I, that I hope to never experience because whether it would have been pills that led to, or, or pills that were, or whatever it was, I'm sure that if I would have done any fucking drug, I would have, I would have fucking loved it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, you know what they are, but yeah, and then they're not. They're right? not right. You know, I mean, and that's it's, I. I'm totally grateful that I'm so fucking lazy, man. Because being a drug addict is really fucking hard work. And you know, I mean, I got to the point where it was like I couldn't do it anymore. Of course, I couldn't stop getting loaded, so I mm-hmm. just I just drank. You know, because it was way easier to go to the corner and get what I needed cheap and legally. Um, so I, I'm grateful for my laziness when it comes to that. Cause I mean, yeah, I was, I, you know, at the end of my heroin use, I was like seriously considering getting a gun and knocking over stores and shit. I was like, this is, that's not a bad idea. No, that's a bad <laughs> fucking idea. <laughs> it is. And, yeah. And you know, now that you mentioned that, it, that brings me like, that's one of the reasons why I was so scared is because, you know, before I would go out and I would steal from people, mm-hmm. you know, when I was coming down from a high. And this time it was like, I need to get high and I'd be stone cold sober and I'd be trying to figure out who I could rip off. Right. And I'm like, what am I turning into? You know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No fucking choice, man. No. Yeah. It sucks. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> say it a million times man i enjoy the freedom today right. i am not a slave to any of that shit and i am so happy but i also got to remember that i got to do this stuff every day otherwise i will be that slave again right in a heartbeat so that's a that's a question for you michael because uh, i mean mike and i always talk about um the routine that we have and a lot of what we do um, almost to a T of what we do today was what we did and started doing in the Keating Center. So um, just for 
everyone else, because I mean, routines are a big thing we talk about. What's your what's your daily routine like specifically in the morning or or at night? You're kind of like your sobriety thing that you do. Well, I mean, I get up in the morning and um, I start work at six. My work schedule, I got all this stuff going on right now. So things have changed a little bit. But I mean, I get up and I'll, I'll say my little prayers and then um, I'm out the door to work at 4.30 in the morning. And then I work uh, and depend on what time I work to, I either got to leave work and go to school. I don't get home till nine o'clock. Um, but you know, I, I go to, as far as daily, I mean, I, I pray, I always do the dishes that's my thing you know? <laughs> and, and at night before i go to bed i pray um my sponsor texts me every day um i do not respond back every day mm. i probably should start but you know and i try to hit my home group every day or every week which reminds me i told him i wouldn't be there tonight and he said well make sure you remind them how important your home group is <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're the you're so, the, you're the second one we pulled out of that your wife we pulled out of uh, out of that the one yeah. night <laughs> right well i think he was more upset because i told him i couldn't go golfing on sunday but ah, <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna take a shot in the dark here we're talking about al right oh 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. I, I do that too <laughs> But yeah, it's just, I mean, I just do the same little things every day. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, I don't hit many meetings as I used to. I got, right. like, I got, I got two girls. Mm -hmm. uh, I got work. I got school. Um, these girls, they pretty much take up all of our lives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, and, they're, but they're but, cute as hell, though. So, <laughs> well, most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. And, in public, definitely. Right. But um, so. but yeah, I mean that's a, and I I figured you would say something like that, but I think it's just that once again, I Mike and I talk about that a lot, and both of us have had. Uh, it's been a long time since I've had a sponsee, but um, Mike's dealing with one now. I know he's dealt with one, you know, a couple more over the years. And, maybe. Right. <laughs> but, no, no, seriously, oh, maybe. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Haven't heard from him in about a week. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, which, which, again, is, is never a good sign. And that's the nope. That's a thing that in it's not. yet another thing we talk about on, on here a lot is that we, you know, we don't chase sponsees. If you don't hear from them, we always, mm -hmm. we always think the worst, which is terrible, but it is what it is. You know, you just usually what happens if one of, if one of us quote unquote you know disappears mm -hmm. or stops getting in touch with us um it's usually not a good thing you know no right but um i don't know just some of these these little things that that i've asked people to do and then mike has asked people to do and i'm sure i know michael people that you've asked to sponsor or uh sponsored have asked to do um whether it's praying or um i mean mike and i still read the 24-hour book every day you know i read a couple other things too yep. you know but it's this, it's this thing every single day, you know, and, and Mike just said it a few minutes ago, um, all the things that we've been through, all the shit that we did and the, the yets and all that stuff. If we stop doing these things, I don't think any one of us has the illusion that we'll be okay if we stop doing these things, right? <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's, <laughs> I just... No. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. You just you almost can't even think about that, right? It's it's unfathomable. <laughs> oh, I just I couldn't even imagine. Right. Right. I mean, there's like the praying. I've done it ever since day one. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Um, well, maybe not day one, maybe like three days in mm-hmm. when I've, but it's just, I always have to have that conscious contact with, you know, and cause I mean, I, I haven't done this on my own at all. Right. I mean, like I said in the beginning, I've done what everybody's told me to do. Mm-hmm. Not one time did I say, I'm going to go do this and <laughs> it turned out okay in my life. <laughs> Left to our own devices, right? I think we've heard that. Oh, no, absolutely. Well, yeah, you know, the, the first step, man, second part of the first step, you know, our lives are unmanageable. I say it all the time. My life's still fucking unmanageable. I don't manage my own life. You know, I let these principles and this program and, and the suggestions and whatever, that's what manages my life. My way doesn't fucking work Mm-mm. at all. Yeah. So, you know, right. We let these things manage our lives for us and our lives turn out to be pretty fucking good. Right. Oh, 100%. And just because I don't do like a lot of the the things I used to, mm-hmm. um, I still have a daily life and I do not deviate from that at all. Right. Right. You know, I do. I go to the same place to get coffee in the morning. I, you know, I, it's just everything is it's structured and it's it just helps. Right. Mm, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to go wander off on our own somewhere. We know what happens then. <laughs> right. It's not good. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm at home at 10 o'clock. Rarely am I mm-hmm. out after that. It's just, right. There's nothing good for me out there after 10 o'clock. <laughs> absolutely. You know, yeah. you know, it's funny is, uh, um, I don't even know if I, I know, I know Mike heard this before, but when I was, when I was living in Germantown, Every Saturday, I would I go pick up my son. We go have lunch, and then I go do my grocery shopping. And I do the same, kind of like you said, same coffee shop, whatever. But I, I had the same pattern. And Derek and I would always take about the same amount of time to eat. That I did the same little run of my shopping. And the only way I realized that I was doing it almost, I mean, literally on time every weekend, I walked into the grocery store the one time, and I, I always go back to the deli and get some of the or the the meat department. That's where I get like chicken or burgers or whatever. And I walked up and the, the, this lady that always had waited on me came out and she's like, she's like, Oh, it must be two o'clock already. And I said, what are you talking about? She's like, <laughs> she's like, you're here at like, you know, a little bit before two or a little bit after two every Saturday. And I looked at my, I looked at my phone and it was, it was like, you know, two Oh four or something like that. And then <laughs> I, I started paying attention. And I remember I posted on Facebook, kind of making a joke. I'm like, if anyone wants to like, you know, kill me or you know sniper set a sniper out on me i'm like you can find me apparently every week at you know two o'clock at pick and save and in germantown i'm like yeah i'm not very uh, not very hard to find i didn't realize how structured i was but in the morning and stuff like that even to this day i know when i get up you know i do the same thing i get up i go to the bathroom i make my coffee brush my teeth put my contacts and sit down do my readings do all these different things and i'm done pretty much every single day with that whole process at the same time. I mean, within a matter mm-hmm. of minutes, you know? Yeah, me too. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about usually a five minute window. And the only thing there'll be a five minute window is if, I don't know if I just rustled around a little bit or had spilled my coffee or um, spent a couple extra minutes on Facebook or something like that or Instagram, but it's so, it is, it's so structured. It, it's weird, but it's a good weird, I think, you know? 
Well, it's weird for us, but you know, I mean, it's a great example where we've become so fucking reliable that strangers can count on us, which is really fucking weird because nobody can fucking count on us. Right. Well, when we went to, when we went to dinner a couple of weeks ago for Kathy's birthday and the little surprise thing and whatever, um, and her friend, Karen, who I've now known for years and we were sitting down right. shooting the shit before Kathy got there. And, uh, I don't even remember what we talked about. We were talking about, but she's like, she's like, Oh shit, you're supposed to be having pizza. And then her friend Cheryl's like, yes. Oh shit. That's tonight's pizza night. So <laughs> now, these are two of Kathy's friends who I've also known for years, you know, but even, even those individuals that I, I've I've known for a while, but everyone fucking knows I eat pizza on Friday night. Everyone knows, you know, mm-hmm. all these different things. And it's, it's mm-hmm. just, it again, weird, weird in a way but like you said yeah just random fucking people now know our schedules it's a it's not a bad yeah, thing you know but it's a great example that that's how we are successful at this thing we we are consistent we're reliable it's right it's fucking amazing man right yeah i mean I someone could actually call us up and be like hey can you, can you do this on this day I'm like yeah and then you yeah. show up right i mean it's ungodly right. it's like <laughs> right what do you mean i'm gonna show up Right. right yeah it's 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 tough sometimes because mike and i always talk about that you know our first reaction in our head is somebody's like can you help me or do you want to help me that no i really don't want to but <laughs> no um, i'm gonna be there i'll be there though <laughs> but i will show up because yeah. they right. said they said show up right yeah and I, and I don't say that to people i'm like no i don't want to do it but i'll be there but in my head i'm like what you want to though i'm like i don't want to mm. fucking do this i don't want to fucking do this <laughs> right right I just don't. It's the first voice in my head every fucking time. Hell no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> what right. time? Right. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> You're like, ah. well, that you know what? That's every once in a while. I mean, I, I think technology is great, but I think technology can also be a pain in the ass. But thank God for texting and thank God for emails because that gives me, in a lot of cases, my time to pause. <laughs> you know, I get a text like, blah, 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 this, do you want to be here? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck me. And then, sure, what time? <laughs> right. They don't know if they if I've seen this yet. I could wait a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's the beauty of having, having an Android phone because we don't have bubbles that pop up when we're sitting there just staring at a text going, fuck, I don't want to answer this. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, so I, I thought you... I thought you were going to say because text and email because you didn't have to talk to somebody all the time. Well, you know what? Yeah, that helps too. I was going to say, yeah, that that helps too. There's certain people that, and everyone everyone knows it with me too, I guess that's the other thing, is that um, I... People I'll, that I'll answer the phone for without without even a question. If, if Mike calls me, I'd always pick up the phone. My kids, of course. Um, Kathy mm-hmm. knows that you know, it's like eh, over the years, nothing against her, but sometimes I, I don't want to get into an hour long conversation and she knows it, mm-hmm. you know, um, our mom, I would usually answer the phone, you know, but the same deal, you know, cause I know that either one of them is going to leave a message if, if they need me to call them back. And there's very few other people. Now, Michael, if you out of the blue, if my phone rang and it was you, I'd pick it up cause you and I don't talk on the phone very often. You know, or if Megan right. or any of any of our Cleveland friends called me out of the blue like that, text different story. But you know, so we'll text back and forth. But if I get a phone call from anyone, you bet your ass I'd pick it up because that's that would mm-hmm. be out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not gonna be like, yeah, oh, fucking Michael, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would. Well, I might then go, hey, right. Michael, how are you? <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> right. Well, this this week you might not answer. 
Yeah, you never was, know. You never know. Well, you're like, oh, he's canceling Friday, right? I <laughs> no, I wasn't worried about that because you see that I knew that I knew well enough with that. It, I I never worried about any of. Uh, I don't want to say all of our guests, but every one of our other guests mm. we don't know very well. There's always a question mark because we don't again we don't know them very well. Some of the people that have been on, we've met through you know Instagram and you know through this podcast mm-hmm. and things like that. So we've gotten to know them, but I. Anyone right. we've had, you know, now you, Megan, um, Tony, Angel, who else did we have? Um, oh, Mara, Melissa, we didn't, have Mar- we didn't have Mara yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. We haven't. She's just top of mind because we're going to be dealing yeah. with her all next weekend. But yeah, we had Melissa and Heidi. <laughs> none of those. I mean, none of you guys I ever even thought for a second that you wouldn't show up, you know, because I knew you would. You committed right. to it, you know, so. Absolutely. But um, anyhow, actually, considering the, what do you think, Mike? Considering the time, yep. shall we take a little break? You know what? Let's take a little break, and we'll be back with more from the Keating Boys right after this word from our sponsor. Hey, everyone. It's your friends at Sober, Not Mature. Hi and, there. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes it's, it's both of your friends this time. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Bill? I am doing well, but we do we do have a purpose. Uh, we we actually usually talk about uh, our one website, but we actually have two websites now. So two we to, two websites in one. <laughs> All right, so so everyone knows we still have the podcast website that is www.sobernotmature.com, uh-huh. and we just launched the store website. So uh, we also have that. Do you know what the website address is on that one, Mike? Of course, I don't. <laughs> it's pretty easy, Mike. It's www.sobernotmatureshop.com. Ah. So, <laughs> but from the, the the podcast website, you can still hit the store link and get into the uh, into the web store, or you right. can access it from our Instagram page through the highlights. Uh, we've been posting quite a bit about it, and we'll continue to do that. But mm-hmm. do you know what's on the second website, Mike? Um, it, well, there's a store. There are products that you can purchase for you and your loved ones. <laughs> well, Mike, do we do we still have merchandise? <laughs> we have merchandise. Well, we got T-shirts and coffee mugs and all kinds of crap. <laughs> and one of the one of the coolest parts, we also do have. <laughs> All the recovery books from Hazelden, which is kind of a big deal. That um, is a least, big deal. Yeah, at least for us. So all the books that we read, God grant me, 24 hours, the big book, the 12 and 12, um, all of those books are available for sale on our website. And they once are. again, that, that store website is www.sober. <laughs> trying to help, man. <laughs> I know you are. You're not helping, though. Okay, now i got to say www.sobernotmatureshop.com. Dot so, com. Dot com. Visit that today or visit the, the podcast website, which is, again, you know the podcast website, so. Uh, com. <laughs> Did you just say sober but not mature? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> yeah, like fucking mush mouth or something. <laughs> All right, everyone. You've suffered enough with this, and uh, we'll get back to what we were talking about previously. So visit the websites, though. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Keating Boys. <laughs> Everybody, remind me of the fucking Hardy Boys. <laughs> right. Nobody knows what that is anymore. <laughs> Nobody fucking knows what that is. <laughs> All right. Oh, I was starting to laugh when you said that. <laughs> I know. I know. You guys told me to be quiet. <laughs> right. Like, oh, shit. 
That's how do I do it? Right. Oh, and here's the other thing too, is that we, we don't edit anything. So there's been times when Mike has stumbled into that break. I've stumbled into an opening. He's stumbled at the end. All we do is we fucking laugh and laugh at each oh, other. Yeah. And then we start over and then we just don't, we don't edit yep. it. We don't edit a fucking thing. So, but, um, all right. So we got through the summer house father ish. Um, when did your, when did your wife jump on you? Because that's uh, she chased you, if I remember. <laughs> you know she did. And, I know you, she did. I know. You she know. Did. They, well, they they told me they're like no relationships for years. What they say, mm-hmm. right? And so I was trying to, <laughs> to to follow that rule, but I like I said my sobriety day. I got there in July, and in June of. 2011 the following year they had the mm-hmm. uh, 50 50 raffle <laughs> and she was there and it was like 30 days before and i never met her i i've seen she was actually a member of my home group mm-hmm. and i've seen her there but you know i was i'm shy and all that and <laughs> so i didn't wasn't gonna say nothing and then her her uh, cousin was actually there at the time and he's just come up and was like hey my cousin over there <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking you all day. <laughs> so I'm like, really? So the next mm. Friday, uh, this was probably on a Sunday. So that next Friday at our home group, I was there an hour early waiting. <laughs> good for you. I was gonna say, just so, like any, just like any good, could you know, American male would do. Why the fuck? I'd get there two hours early just in case. Right. And uh, so yeah, I went up to her. I got the nerve and went up to her and. And like I said, this was 30 days before I was would have had a year, almost 30 days. And But I was like, you know what? I, I like her and I want to see, I want to get to know mm-hmm. her. And um, so we went on our first date. And this is when we were all living together at Cecilia. Right. Right. And uh, I had that old beat up, rusted up truck. <laughs> and I went and picked her up. She was at G Mar- the G, the G Marie house. So I couldn't pick her up from there. Right. So, hi, Katie. Right. Thirty years old. I'm, we're sneaking around, and uh, so I pulled up in this beat up truck at the library, and she's like, "Oh my goodness, you got a truck!" And I'm like, <laughs> "I was like, what? Have you seen this truck? <laughs> Hopefully, I don't run over any puddles." So you're gonna be wet. I do but remember I was that. Nervous. The floor on that, didn't you? it had holes in the floor. Didn't oh, it? it was. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, but it was given to me, you know, as a gift because of a family friend, and they're like, you know what, you're gonna need a car. You're doing good. You're starting work, but right. So we go on this date. I was so nervous, and you know, I was I stopped at green lights, and I was running red lights, and it was just. You know, and then we went to, uh, I took her to Mally's in Lakewood and, uh, her friends at the G Marie, he was like, don't get anything. You're going to spill everywhere. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) so she got a malt and we're driving to Lakewood park. We're going to go watch the sunset. And she's poked a hole in the side of the cup with her straw and it was leaking all over the place inside the truck. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and ever since then, I'm like, wow, she's she's amazing, and uh, <laughs> you know, we I never got good reception at Cecilia. I'd go out on a porch, talk right. to her every night, and you know, she's been probably my biggest help in all this. 
right. um, mm-hmm. doing this with somebody. And which ended up work. I mean, when Cecilia House, they shut it down. Mm-hmm. And this was like at the end of August. And I'm like, well, what the heck am I going to do? And she had just got an apartment. And I'm, she's like, well, why don't we just move in together? And we did. And probably within like a week, I knew I wanted to marry her. Nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just, we had we had a really good time. And, you know, it's been, it'll be heck, it'll be six days. It'll be 10 years. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah. Which is crazy. Well, and when we were it, at, uh, when we finally, you know, kind of, I guess cornered you with the get the the clam bake and because we had talked to you about coming on here, shit mm-hmm. that was uh, almost a year ago I think we were trying to get you on here, and in it I knew you were busy and all that stuff and then getting through the summer but um, then I was giving you certain dates because I'm like you know either tonight obviously the tenth or the sixteenth and you're like nope that's my anniversary I'm gonna be out of town I'm like. I thought it was the 13th. So I, I was almost like arguing with you about, about your right. anniversary, which I wasn't. It just, I had it in my head. I don't know why the, why the 13th I had in my head. Um, but probably, I mean, you got married in 2013, but, um, right. you know, that was, had you ever been to a, a sober wedding before that, Mike, before that one? Uh, uh, no, I, I don't think so. I never had been. That I haven't. Yeah. Nah. Which was, which was, I didn't even want to go. right (laughs) i mean so yeah i've never been now to to begin with and maybe you tell how how it was set up so that was there was there ever a question that your wedding was going to be alcohol free or was it a plan for alcohol or how did that whole thing come up um we just i mean we don't drink right if you're going to be there for us or you're not going to come right you're I, i mean i I'm not, yeah, I'm just, it is what it is. If you, if, if you're not going to come there to support the love that we have for each other, then because there's not alcohol there, then I don't want you there anyways. Right. Right. And, and it's, it is sad because there's actually a bunch, I mean, not because of that day, Mm. but in my life, there's, there's like family members that I don't talk to anymore because, you know, they've told me like hey like in my early sobriety if you come here we're going to be drinking so it's up to you and i'm like well if you can't take two hours out of your day for me to come visit and not mm-hmm. drink you know this early in my sobriety then you know what i'm not gonna come right right i mean and now it wouldn't bother me if i was around them but back then i just i wasn't taking that chance right mm-hmm. well and i mean but- uh, at, at that time too i mean i i got I'll say I got, man, not even lucky. Just, I was, I was fortunate enough. And then obviously Mike, you know, became fortunate enough when, when just, he got kind of wrapped into our whole family is that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, everyone was probably more respectful than they needed to be uh, in that early time, which is cool. Mm-hmm. We talked about that the first Thanksgiving, um, my mom and my uncle uh, decided to do it alcohol free, you know? Christmas, I said, you you guys just do what you do. I'm cool and had a plan and whatever it was. And now even at if family events, I mean, nobody, I've never been to a family event and we have never been in a family event where mm-hmm. anyone's gotten, you know, stupid drunk, 
to a rude point, you know, and I don't even right. think people have overdone it. Jody and James's Mm-mm. wedding, um, you know, I think people were people were drinking, but nobody got stupid. It was a wedding. They were drinking. It was cool. It was mm-hmm. fine, you know. Um, but the thing of it was is that you know people were just respectful of it, you know, and I think I think that makes that makes a huge difference, you know, especially in early sobriety is just give somebody the choice. And like you said, Michael, I mean, you know, somebody can't just, you know, lay off it for, you know, a couple of minutes while you're there or whatever, especially at that time, you know I mean? That kind of says something, you know? Yeah. And in, I mean, we ended up, I mean, there was going to be a majority of people there were in AA anyways. Right. right. You know? So, I mean, I wasn't going to try to put them at risk either. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just we, like, we you know what, we'll just do coffee. Yeah. So we, we found that guy that poor guy we found, we yeah, found yeah, i remember that poor son of a bitch oh, he, he never did another one again i remember right you, i remember yeah. you saying that so that that dude and just for everyone else it was a and maybe my memory's wrong but it reminded me of like a like a popcorn or a hot dog cart right you know longer oversized maybe but it was that type of setup that the guy yeah. had it was like a mobile you know little roll around coffee shop and I think he had, what, four or five different options. And they, there weren't many. Right. So he's going into it, trying to make it easy <sighs> on himself. But you've got, how many people were at your wedding? I mean, do you, do you remember? Oh, there was probably uh, 110, maybe, I think. Yeah, okay. that's about right. And probably 80 of them were alcoholics. <laughs> right, know? they were drinking coffee. Oh, that, and yep. yeah, there, was, there was a line, and no shit, everyone, there was a line for coffee like you'd see at a beer line at any event you'd ever go at. Um, you know, yep. it, that's what it was. And this guy was, he had a French press, so he's making each individual cup, which that's that was mistake number one, <laughs> well, maybe mistake yep. number two. But, and then, you know, so we go up there and I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, if I'm, I think I got a regular cup of coffee. And I'm like, I had never had an espresso before. So I'm like, I'm going to try an espresso. So I try it and I'm like, well, this is kind of disappointing. Just a little fucking cup of coffee. I took a drink of it. I'm like, holy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting over there. I poured my other cup. I'm cutting it with water. I had two, I had two espressos that night and I was fucking wired. And I mean, I'm not like some fucking coffee amateur, man, but that shit fucking, oh, <laughs> right. it killed me. But, but it was so much fun. It was so much fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I was glad you guys were able to be a part of it for sure. Oh, yeah, it was great. Well, I mean, you know, and we actually told him I'm here before, and I used to use it in group all the time. In your vows, Michael, you <laughs> vowed to make your bed to make the marital bed every day. Those were in your vows, man. And we were sitting there in the pews and, and Bill and I looked at each other and just smiled our asses off because we knew what that was about, man. It was right. beautiful. Yeah. Right. And you know, most of the times it, she's like it up before her and I leave. But if, mm-hmm. there's, if there's ever a time where, you know, I'm home and she's not, then I, I make that bed. Yep. Right. <laughs> well, and, and Mike had talked about it before. I mean, well, you can tell the story, Mike. You drove, you were in a truck for years after you got sober and you had a bed in there, right? right? Yeah, yeah. There was a bunk in the back that no one ever saw. And that bunk was made every day before I climbed up to the front of that truck to drive it and got my, put my ass in that seat. That bunk in the back was made because it was, you know, again, routine. Um, you know, and I mean, I'm home now every night and, Trust me, I don't leave the house without the bed being made. It just doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I lived alone for 
years. There was no nobody in the fucking world that would tell me either to do my dishes or put away my, right. my shit or, you know, make my bed or do my readings. But I just, yeah, I made my bed every day. I, I have never missed it unless I, you know, I'm washing the sheets in the morning. Then I, I've done this before. I've actually made the bed. I'm like, yeah, I think I got to wash the sheets and I have to fucking rip everything off. <laughs> I made the bed. But, <laughs> but I made the bed first, you know? So, right. But yeah, you're uh, the wedding itself, and I remember that. I know both Mike and I were sitting there, and I, I, I know he'll admit it too, just getting all fucking, fucking choked up with both of you guys up there, because that priest, if I remember, uh-huh. was talking, you know, a little bit about, you know, it was church stuff, and then it was recovery stuff, and I remember it being mm-hmm. very intertwined in there, and it was, it was just beautiful. It was, it was a great, it was a great service. It really was. Well, thank you, and that's why we went with him because we felt, I mean, we we felt like we could tell that guy anything and he knew our mm-hmm. own stories. Right. Right. And yeah, it was just, for me, it was definitely a great day. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and then um, when the, the music with you guys walking out was a, like a, an instrumental Led Zeppelin song, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, the songs play it and, and Mike and I were, we were sitting next together or next to each other in the pew and then as we're standing up, so Mike's actually standing in front of me and, you know, the, the song starts playing and I just kind of like snuck up behind the back of his head and I'm just like, oh, darling, darling, darling. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, I just started singing Led Zeppelin in his ear. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> but, right. um, no, it was just, it was fucking beautiful. Yeah, because again, not everyone knows that, but both... Uh, both Michael and Megan are they're huge Led Zeppelin fans, so it was it was appropriate, but it was beautiful. The whole the whole day was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was just it was it was wonderful, and it was no well again November sixteenth, you know, so a day when it could have been freezing, but I don't remember it being like it got colder at night. But I mean the the service itself, it was a I think it was a nice day if I remember correctly. It was yeah, it was overcast, but yeah, it was definitely like fifty degrees. It was for right. Ohio. It was it was great. Right. We definitely got lucky. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. Especially at that at that time of the that time of year. So, um, okay. So, you're all both of y'all sobered up. She finally ran you down, got married, <laughs> and then and then we're, well, then we're a, let me say I wasn't I wasn't running too fast from her. Mm-hmm. I, I was gonna let her catch you're me. You're like, ooh, cramp! I got a cramp. <laughs> but then then we're playing poker one night and we got another surprise, right? Hmm. Michael. Yeah, that was beautiful, man. The cards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the shirt. I don't remember. Really? You don't remember the cards? No. The card, yeah, a card was dealt that um, it said uh, something about there's a baby oh, on the oh, way. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're all sitting around and we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. And I hit the, yeah. Yeah, you know, we. <sighs> I guess we planned it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, it didn't happen on accident. We, you know, we, I mean, like I said, I was I'm 44. She's eight. So I was 36. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and Megan, she's like, was 34. And I probably shouldn't have said that on, eh. on here, but whatever. Uh, She'll get over it. And I'm like, I just, I don't want to be working when I'm 70. Right, mm-hmm. you know, and she didn't either. So we're we're like, let's let's have a let's have a child, and um, you know, she's 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 great. She's a pain in my ass, but she's mm-hmm. great. 
<laughs> and everyone's like, oh, you got to have another one. They'll keep each other occupied. And that's a lie. Let me just tell you, that's a lie. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's a lie. But uh, no, they're really both great. And I mean, I just can't say how blessed I've been. Right. You know, every I'm like a normal like person. Mm-hmm. And... Like that, what what you would see in like a in in the movies or something. Just the the family that seems perfect. Obviously, we're not. But, <laughs> um, None of us are. There's just there's right. There's nothing I would change. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Right. And you know, and since we met, I mean, we've walked with each other through this whole process, and um, you know, she's she's got on me. Uh, about things that I've haven't done, you know, as far as recovery and like you should you need to go to a meeting or or whatnot and and uh, and I do the same to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I mean, our our sobriety lives are pretty they're pretty separate. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But but you keep yourself accountable, which oh, is absolutely. what we all do to each other, you know, to right. one degree or another. Yeah, you right. just happen to have it in-house. <laughs> in, right, and in then house, I household. can't say, well, and I can't say no. <laughs> that's, just right. against, that's against the rules. <laughs> well, let's let's put it this way. You could, but with, uh, with possible consequences. <laughs> right, but I mean, like what we talked about earlier, it's, she said, do something, and I just want to be like, I think about it in my head, no, but hmm. I right. say, okay. Right. Because, uh, yeah, practicing these principles in all of our affairs. Absolutely. Right. You know, right. This is the, the shit we have to do no matter what. You know, you mm-hmm. suggested to do something or told to do something. And, you know, yeah, I don't want to. Fuck you. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And and our lives are better for it. And we know that deep down, right. you know, it's our brains, our stupid thoughts are, you know, that fuck you that we think instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that that's wrong. We know to just get up off our ass and do what we need to do. And our lives are better for it. We know that. And so everybody you know, else's is too. Right. Exactly. Well, and, and that's the thing too, that uh, in Mike and I have talked about that on here and whether it would, would be him or, or anyone specifically from our whole group, if anyone ever, you know, made a suggestion to me when it, when it came to my recovery, um, I would take it seriously because I know that, uh, you know, again, all you guys, you know, would, would have whatever it was, you'd have my best interest in mind, you know, and, mm-hmm. and Mike and I have spent, you know, a ton of time together and <laughs> lived together in the same room had the place together mm-hmm. the whole bit. And, and we say it every once in a while, we'll bring it up that, I mean, he and I have never been in any sort of argument, tiff, um, anything like that. And which is, which is weird, but in a good way, you know, but right. I've never taken anything. He's never said anything to me. And I don't think he would say anything to me um, that would intentionally try to hurt me. You know, I don't think he'd ever mm-hmm. try to intentionally hurt me. And even if it hurt, you know, or I didn't want to hear it. I would know for a fact he was doing it to try to help me not hurt me, you know? So mm-hmm. that's the whole, that's a cool thing. And I mean, from a, I, I have not been in, you know, any sort of long-term relationship since I've been sober and no sort of relationship for a long-term with somebody who had 
long-term sobriety, you know, who's at where I've been in that position where somebody's, you know, been able to in a position to give me a suggestion like that, that might be a little right. weird, maybe in a husband wife <clears> situation. <throat> but I think that, you know, hopefully with the, that whole, that next thing, the fact that you got the sobriety there on top of that makes it, um, again, you know, that one way or the other, that other person has the, you know, your best interest and our best interest in mind, you know, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So unless she's really pissed at you and just like, get out of my sight, go to a meeting. <laughs> oh, that happens. That, yeah. well, and it's sure. my fault. It's but definitely right. my fault. But then at that point, I'd be like, I'm more than happy to go to a meeting. <laughs> you're, you're probably right. fine. You're probably fine to go to a meeting. Right. But so the, and, and the kids come along and you guys were still, um, when, when Emma was born, you were still in the apartment. Am I correct? Or when did you buy the house afterwards? Oh, uh, yes. no, we, she was, she got pregnant. We were in the apartment. Right. And then uh, we bought the house December of fourteen, and she was born in May of fifteen. Oh, okay. Right. I, yeah, I just I couldn't remember which, which happened first, but but yeah, nope. so you we guys... moved out there before before the kid came. Yeah, yeah, and you know, thankfully, I had I had moved yeah. out. I had moved out already. That, that was one thing I did get a chance to help out with. Which sorry about that. <laughs> no, no you're not. Well, well here, yeah, here's, no the here's the thing. We talked about this before. What I wanted to know, what I've been there, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I you mean, that's, right. I'm being as honest as I can be. You know, I hate fucking moving. I don't like moving myself oh, or anybody else. Too. But, well, that's the thing that. The uh, best part was taking the couch out oh, the off. second floor window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I, remember, I remember hearing about that. I remember hearing about there that. A picture. There's a picture. It's <laughs> yeah, beautiful. There is. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't see a lot of those pictures. I don't have social media anymore, so right. I don't right. see a lot of those pictures anymore. Well, and you know what? For, for the most part, with the exception of this fabulous podcast and all the, all the stupid shit that we post, that's really funny, though, on, <laughs> on Instagram. Um, you're not missing much on social media. It's a, social mm-hmm. media is a fucking shit show, but um, you know, it, it, serves its, it serves its purpose. I'm not on my personal Facebook page hardly at all. I mean, I pop in there once or twice a day just to kind of keep caught up on – because I still – there's still a bunch of our sober friends and family and things like that mm-hmm. that I'm connected with. but. Right. Um, I spend very little time on my personal page, but I spend a lot of time on our, our Instagram page for this, the sober, not mature stuff. Um, and that's a, that, that can be, you know, that's a part-time job in and of itself, but, um, a lot of it's fun. We've got a lot of great people on there, but yeah, social media is kind of a, it's a shit show pretty, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yet, how long have you actually been off of, I haven't seen it on Facebook in a while, right? Has it been a while? Oh God, it's been over. Uh, two and a half years, maybe. I was going to say, really? yeah, over two years. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Really. You I know just... what? Um, Kitty's mom, uh, my my first ex, she's never been on any social media, no Facebook, no Instagram, um, nothing. She's never been, which is crazy to me. But, you know, because, I mean, it, it seemed like I... everyone at least got on Facebook in the beginning, you know? Yeah. I, I didn't have Facebook until... I was already sober for over a year. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know, I don't even know when it came out, like 2009. I think. So I, I think I lasted two years. Right. Before I got it. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't, uh, I didn't get it until um, I was like nine months. Yeah. Nine, 10 months sober, I think. Right. But in the beginning, the only reason I got it was because I thought I was, my plan was obviously to ultimately move back to Wisconsin and, um, only reason I was going to, you know, keep in touch with you guys out there was my only initial purpose. And, you know, then it turns into everything else. But yeah, it's, 
social media, it's a, it's a trip. Every once in a while we get, we get fun comments and things like that that we'll read on here. So most of them are good, you know, but every once mm-hmm. in a while we get some, just some fucked up individual that'll comment about something as some person has no sense of humor, you know? So then Mike, <laughs> then Mike and I will read off the comment and make fun of them. <laughs> well, they just, right. they, they, they just must be mature. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's, that's the thing. <laughs> Awful way to live. Right. It is. <laughs> if somebody even happens along, you know, and sees our page, they're sober, not mature. What do you right. expect? Right. I, I mean, really, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just say, I and, don't know. And that's the thing, man. I got sober. At, I didn't get sober to be, to have like a boring life, you know? Mm-hmm. I I got sober to have fun. Right. Um, yep. You know, I I treat people different. I I don't drink, obviously. I take care of my family as best as I can. And, you know, I'm going to have fun. Damn right. it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it. yeah, I'm serious. It's, you can't live that way. Right. You still got to have fun. And I was Absolutely. at the end, at the end, I wasn't even having fun anyways. Oh, All right. I, I was right. miserable. <laughs> Lonely, dark, horrible. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. This is much better. You know, I'm comfortable and, and, mm-hmm. and hell, hell, half the time I'm even happy. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. I know. Well, you and, that. and you know, the, the thing- well, I just don't know how to handle it. I know. <laughs> you walk around with a smile all the time. Right. <laughs> what is this feeling? This is strange. Right. Well, in this, in the, the whole group of people that we have, and when, because I didn't get, I didn't get in on the whole poker playing thing right away, and then uh, I moved back to Wisconsin shortly after that. But, um, I mean. I don't know if I, I think people have, you know, since I've been, you know, or since we've been doing this thing, um, you know, we talk about that going back. I don't even think I've been back for poker more than a couple of times in the last year and a half. But I that's a mm-hmm. that's a big deal to me. I love it because, number one, to begin with, <laughs> and I remember the, the first game that I got invited to when you guys still had your apartment. And, you know, somebody's like the buy in is 15 bucks. And I'm like, 15 bucks. And I mean, I hadn't played poker in years, but I, I know the concept. I wasn't necessarily ever a good poker player, you know, right. but I'm like, fuck it, man. It's 15 bucks. So I'm, I'm betting and I'm raising it every single one. I was fucking out in like 30 minutes. <laughs> I mean, literally, <laughs> fucking done. And I remember Bree was next to me. She's like, she's like, why do you keep raising? God damn it. I'm like, what does it matter? It's $15. I kind of lost sure. the, you know, lost the whole concept of it. Mm-hmm. And then now I don't think I've necessarily gotten any better. I just, I play smarter. That's all, you know, and right. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't bet every goddamn hand. And I don't certainly don't raise everything. I've always understood the concept, but it's not even about that. It is, you know, it's great to walk out there with a little bit of money. You know, it's great to hang out when you're down to the last handful of people at, at least. Um, but it's a, it's a wonderful thing that we do as a group, just a bunch of sober people you know, cracking jokes, acting stupid, having fun. You know, it's just, it's great. Yeah, eating food and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't think anybody really had the concept in the beginning. That's why it's called symbols. Right. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Instead of suits. <laughs> right. Right. For those of you listening, um, right, we, we had some real novices when we first started. And, uh, you know, some of the girls... Uh, who was it? That was Kayla. 
Yeah, that's right. Oh, was it, it was. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah. She she didn't call them suits. She called them symbols. What do the symbols mean? Right. <laughs> right. And then what was it? Over the river was another question. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Well, and I mean, it started so organically too, because we, you guys, had a New Year's Eve party. That's where it started at the apartment. It, yeah. Yeah, right. And we were actually, we started playing another game first. I don't even remember it, but it was, oh, I know it was, it was kind of fun. The left, right, center, I think. Yeah, or, yeah, or exactly. Your neighbor, one of the two. <laughs> Something like but that. It was definitely a learning curve because that first, that first game, it lasted to like six in the morning because we yeah. kept allowing buy-ins. And, right. You know, we can't, we're, we're old. We can't do this anymore. <laughs> you got you got you, Right. And I've got 10 years on you. Yeah, so really, really. <laughs> more than that, actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was there till six in the fucking morning playing poker, right. man. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> birds start chirping. You're like, Holy fuck. Oh, I haven't had I re- this in a long time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this situation. I don't like this. Right. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to bed. I don't, you know what? I don't even think I've, um, I'm trying to think of, I've, I don't think I've stayed up all night since I've been sober that I can recall. I mean, something like that, I suppose. I Well, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even want to do that. That wouldn't be any fun for me to be up that fucking late because I, <laughs> no. I would be such a crap. But then, then I'd be like, okay, I got shit to do today. So I, I'd go home, get like three hours of sleep, and then be fucking miserable all day, you know? So mm-hmm. oh, I can't do it. There's no right. way. Right. But no, I mean, <laughs> poker's always been a lot of fun. And then uh, when was that? Was that? Was that six, seven years ago that we all three of us went to the casino? When I was back for our anniversary weekend, yeah, has it, it been that long? I think so. Yeah, yeah it's. Oh, we're gonna have to do that again. Yeah, yeah five years anyway, for sure. Oh, I would. Yeah, I would say at least because that was well. Again, everything now pre-pandemic. That's three, right? You know, in oh yeah, two three years yeah, before that. Was, yeah, right. So about five. Yeah, yeah. And we went down there, and as any good alcoholic and drug addict <laughs> would do, we went down there and ate until we made ourselves sick. Oh. It was, oh, and what, again, what's the name of that, that casino? I always forget. The Jack? Jacks. Uh, Jacks. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I was back in, in town, and it was, would have been for mine and, and Mike's anniversary. We're in April, and then Michael's in, Michael's in July. And, yeah, um, way, we're way behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It almost doesn't even matter anymore. I mean, I always, <laughs> but even, no. even to, to this point, I mean, I always say that Mike and I are sober the same amount of time, unless I feel like fucking with him about the four days. Um, yeah. but so we, I just, I remember I, I wanted to go, I'm like, we, let's go do something. Let's go eat. And I was thinking just some, like, I don't know, all you can eat. I don't know. Whatever buffet type of thing. And then I don't even know how it came out to the, that we went to the casino, but we she gave us a deal too she gave us like the right. i don't know if we were like some gold club or casino member so rather than paying like 35 dollars, we paid like 28 which is still kind of a lot of money but mm. until you see the the fucking spread of food they have mm-hmm. it's ridiculous i was like oh my god and they had they, every every type of um from italian food to asian food to, to steak to american i mean hamburgers steak prime rib I mean, like steaks. They had steaks, right? If I'm remembering mm-hmm. correctly. Oh, they had yeah. everything. Yeah, they had fucking yeah. everything. And we did, all three of us. We just kept fucking going back up, eating, coming back, going back up. And we all went, went out front. And 
Michael, I don't know if you were still smoking at the time, but I know Mike and I went outside to have a cigarette. And literally, I'm walking out the door, and I, I felt like like I wanted to cry. I hurt so bad. I mean, <laughs> this is so horrible. I'm standing there, and I'm like, I think I want to lay down. That's the only way I'm going to feel better. Because in, and I, I've been full before, but I don't think I've ever been that fucking full. Well, but, I mean, you spent twenty eight dollars. You're trying to get your money's worth. Oh yeah, yeah. right. I'm going to eat forty dollars worth of food. <laughs> right, and it was damn good. Oh, mm-hmm. it was it was crazy good. And then yeah, we're yeah. like, oh, we'll go back in there and play. And then we saw Marty there. We saw Indo there and his wife. We yeah. saw a couple other people. Michelle, I think, was there with Marty. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a great time. It was a lot of fun. We should mm-hmm. we should do that again. Um, yeah, yeah, coming up in April. April, we'll do that. Got me in. Yeah, it's a date. <laughs> All right, I'll make sure it's okay with the wife. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> she won't care. Right. Any anytime I got things to do with, with a couple people in my life, and you you are two of them, she says go. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she knows at least she could trust us, right? Well. Absolutely. She knows who we are. That's all that it is. (laughs) Can't necessarily trust us, but (laughs) so so as you were as you were kind of kind of going through and and all those sort of things, and and Mike and I talk about a lot of different stuff. I mean, um, just things that pop off the top of our heads. But um, I don't know anything you want to you want to share as far as any any struggle moments, any tough moments, anything that you do. Um, to kind of keep your head straight, um, I, anything sobriety related that you've learned over the years, um, things that have helped you or hurt you or whatever. I don't know. It's your, it's your time, I guess, is the way I'm, what I'm trying to say, you know? Um, I mean, it's some struggles. I mean, I was, I think I was two years sober at the time and my grandmother passed mm-hmm. and that was hard. Right, and her funeral ended up being it was in West Virginia, and my all my family are there. They're drinking, and um, but I mean, it, I didn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily want to drink or anything like that. It's just dealing with something like that and not drinking. Right, mm-hmm. it, it was always, well, I got to get drunk. Sure. Or, or this or that. I don't, I don't, I, these feelings, I can't feel this. I'm not <laughs> right? dealing with this. So that was probably the first time I ever had any kind of um, life event to come up to where I had to really sit back and think. But, um, but yes, yeah, struggling, it's... I, I mean, I live a simple life. Um, I, I guess recently at work... With this whole issue two thing here in Ohio, a lot of guys are like, you know, are 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 you are you gonna are you gonna start smoking? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, you know, I, I'm forty, about to be forty five years old. I really don't have a desire. Mm-hmm. It's been so long, and um, and it's just, you know, there's I just got so many people I could call, um. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really, as far as any type of struggles or anything, I just, no, I mean, obviously Megan and I, we've had our issues, but, um, yeah, it's just, I just constantly using that phone when I can. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Using the tools that, that we were taught. Right. Yeah. And, right. And, and struggles, I mean. You know, that was one of the things that we were taught real early on. Fucking surrender, man. You know, mm-hmm. the first step, powerless. 
you know, don't stop trying to control shit. It's just going to let it flow, let it happen. It's going to happen anyway. We walk through it. It's never as bad as we think it's going to be. And there, we're on the other side of it. We're still sober and life goes on. Right. It's not that, it's not that tough. It's really not. I mean, when we stop, when we stop struggling, when we stop fighting against it, all of it, you know, right. not just the substances, but life itself, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't fight against it anymore. I mean, I still get frustrated at little things and whatever, but, um, but they are, they're little things. And again, I know it's going to pass like it has in the past. They've, you know, they didn't lie to us, man. They said, no, you walk through it and you'll be fine. And <laughs> son of a bitch. I walked through it and Hey, I'm pretty good on the other side. Yeah. All right. Well, and that's, that is the craziest thing. And, and we've talked about that. Um, I don't even know how many times, you know, that little bit of faith and a little bit of hope, you know, is that all that, all that we need half the times. And mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you know, with the struggling part of it and using the phone and um, Mike and I, I mean, it doesn't happen that often, you know, anymore, but a lot of times, you know, before, you know, we get, we get on here, if there's something that we need to talk about, that's, you know, has no business being on this fucking podcast. We'll talk about it real mm-hmm. quick, you know. Um, right. Everything else we just talk about on here, <laughs> you know. So right, which is why we started this thing, yeah. you know, because I mean, right. we, like, fuck, we're gonna meet every Friday night and run our gums for an hour or two, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that that is that's the that's the honest to god truth about why we started this was well, first of all, listening to other podcasts, I'm like, we can fucking do that, can't we? Just you know, fucking run our mouths into a couple of microphones, and he's like, yeah, we can. <laughs> so yeah um but yeah why we, not yeah to start off we were just we we treated this and we still do you know as well to begin with it was kind of like we're going to get together and like have a meeting you know not necessarily a formal meeting but you know like mike said run run our gums for an hour about whatever the fuck we feel like and then we started just telling stories and then you know had had a couple of people approach us to be guests and um, mm-hmm. you know completely just turn it into just this we talk about whatever the fuck we want if it's not all sobriety stuff um, most of the time it is, you know, we try to get sobriety shit in here, but, <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Kind of like the way we've run our lives. Yeah. It's, <laughs> right. I, I'll tell you though, this has been a, um, for me and I, and I think for Mike also, but for me, 100%, this has been a huge, huge outlet for me and a huge tool, you know, to be able to number one, to just get shit off my chest and have us talk about it and talk through stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, last week we were telling this one story about this guy that we knew and I, I couldn't stop laughing. I haven't, I haven't laughed so hard as I, as I have on this podcast in fucking (laughs) fucking years. Um, but, but the other thing too, was then we started hearing here and there that, you know, people were kind of catching on to what we were talking about or was kind of helping people. And we're like, fucking really, you know, how did that help somebody? You don't know, you know, what you say, that's going to help or maybe piss people off. And surprisingly, we haven't really pissed off a lot of people. At least they haven't said anything. So, and if they did, our attitude is fuck them. Don't listen. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> and, and literally that's to begin with, I thought I, we were just, we didn't know how we were going to be. Then we're like, fuck it. We don't care. We don't care what people think. We don't care. If people like what we're going to say. We're just going to fucking talk. That's it. Done. <laughs> that's it. It's simple. Yeah. And it is. It's just we've had so many just nice conversations and shit. I mean, it's not that um, when we're all together that we don't have a chance to sit and shoot the shit. But, you know, you think about whether it's the Keating Center event that we were at. You and I talked for mm-hmm. probably five or ten minutes. You know, I think when we were watching the raffle tickets or whatever, the prizes get, you know, called off. Um, yeah. 
you know, you shoot the shit for here a few minutes there. We're playing poker. We're all talking. Um, I mean, when's the last time that the three of us have been able to sit down and, you know, talk for an hour? It's been forever, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, it's the Keating Center. It's just I owe everything that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I can't, right. I can't, I can't do enough for him. Right. Yeah. I just, I try to get to every event and. You know, help out when I can, and and it's one person that I will always definitely answer the phone for, and that's Marty. Oh shit! Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Right? Scared not to. <laughs> still, still, still. Yeah. Well, it was like a like a year a year and a half ago, because um, I was I think it was in I don't know whatever it was. It was at least a year and a half ago. I was still in Wisconsin at the time, and I was I was at work, and it's not like I couldn't have my cell phone out at my desk, and I did, and I saw. Uh, the phone's ringing and it's Marty. And I'm like, Oh fuck me. And I couldn't answer it in the office. So that's one thing I couldn't do. Um, so I ended up, I went outside and I called him back. I'm like, I'm sorry, Marty. I'm at work. I said, you know, Hey, what's going on? He's like, he's like, nah, no big deal. He goes, um, you're going to write an article for us for the Keating center website. Uh, talk about this. Um, <laughs> email Katie about this. She'll give you the, you're going to do that for us. I'm like, okay, thanks Marty. All right, bye. Click. And I mean, that was right. the extent of my conversation, but, um, same deal. I saw his name come up. I'm like, fuck me. What, what's going on? You know, he didn't market doesn't mm-hmm. call me, you know? Right. But, um, yeah, it was, it was yeah, an honor. And if he does, it's cause he wants something and, and we're more than willing to give it to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when, um, we were trying to move, um, we were moving furniture out of, uh, John and Gail's and, uh, mm-hmm. we wanted to, we wanted to use the van and he said, mm-hmm. okay, but didn't he make us do a Costco run or something like that? Yeah, he did. <laughs> He's like, you could use he could use the van, but he goes, you put gas in it before you bring it back, and you need to do a Costco run for me first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it was. We were picking up furniture to actually donate to the Keating Center from right. yeah, from John and Gail's house. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you got to do, do a Costco run while you're using right. it. <laughs> it was great. You know, but again, yeah. I mean, it's given given the opportunity. The only the only time we ever told him no is when he wanted us to to move back into the um, into the rock after the they were closing down mm. Cecilia, and we mm-hmm. kindly declined. We didn't even say no. We did, you know, right? But um, yeah, yeah, it was I mean, time. It, yeah, oh, yeah, God, it yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at yeah. that point, I mean, it would close in August, end of August or beginning of September, right? Yeah, because we moved when into the... our place over on whatever road that Baltic. was Baltic um, beginning of October. So yeah, I think we mm-hmm. September. Yeah. We had to be out of there by the end of September, I think. So. Right. Yep. And what yeah. we figured out we were given what my two weeks, two and a half weeks. We were. Like that. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a little pressure for you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We got, we, we, just, we got that place all nice, cleaned up. Nice. Oh, yeah. Looking oh, good. Yeah. Absolutely. Then the women moved in and wrecked it. All right. Yeah, that's what I heard. Well, that's what chicks yeah. do. They just wreck everything, isn't that? Isn't they that do. what we heard? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I ain't saying nothing. I know, I know. That's why I figured I was gonna, I was gonna like ease, ease you out of that part of it. But so, any anything else? Anything else you wanna wanna say? You wanna add um, any bits of information? I'd say advice, but you know, I know you're not gonna give people advice necessarily. Um, any anything else you wanna you wanna say to people? Michael, um, I mean, I just <laughs> no, I I don't. I just, I just want to thank you guys for having me on, and it's. Mm-hmm. I think this is great, you know, to to get people involved and to listen to just 
I mean, this is fun. It is. Yeah. Sobriety That's why is we do fun. It. You know, once <laughs> once you get through the the hard part and and it's just life is good. Mm-hmm. And I've never I mean I've never laughed so hard in my life since I've been sober. <laughs> you know, right. and most of the time it's not at myself anymore. Right. But it's with people. It's not at people or mm-hmm. being laughed at. It's laughing about something with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. And I I just think it's great. Yeah. As we always say, not a glum lot, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, right. Um, but seriously, I mean, uh, thank you, Michael, obviously, for coming on here. And I know we're giving you a little bit of shit for saying that we had to chase you down for the longest time. But we know you're no, busy. It's... But um, no, I mean, we, we really, really appreciate it. So, yeah, I think this will I know this will this will play well. And we've talked about you enough in, in other episodes. So um, I know people enjoy the conversation. But now it's time again for you and I, Michael, to be quiet because Mike gets to run us out of here. I do. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Sober Not Mature. Thank you, Michael, for coming on. You know, um, like we've said, man, you, you, th- we've been doing this thing together the whole time. Um, you're a part of our life. We're a part of yours. It's just a beautiful thing, man. So it's it's a great example for the people out there. We make these lifelong friendships in the rooms, and then we take it outside of the rooms, and we live our lives together, and it's just a great thing. So... As always, be kind to each other, be good to each other, do something nice for somebody else this week, and don't tell anybody you did it. And now it is time, kids. It is that time you've been waiting for. It is time for you to fuck off. Then keep fucking off. Keep fucking off till you get to a gate with a sign on it saying you cannot fuck off past here. Climb over that gate. Dream the impossible dream and keep fucking off forever. That's uh, just so you know, Michael. That's Mike's favorite part of the episode. Mine too. I enjoy the hell out I could, of it. I, I knew, as soon as he said it, I knew it. Because <laughs> yeah. I know it, if nothing else, you've heard that he does that. And then um, when you listen to the episode uh, tomorrow, even if you don't listen to the whole thing right away, Michael, listen to mm-hmm. the end. These um, two and well, one individual that we had. We had two individuals on a few months ago, and she's a drummer and has all this equipment and shit. She made. She took that reading and did this whole beat thing to it. And that's how we really? put that at the end of our episode. Now, once it's we're the fuck off remix. Oh yeah. The fuck off. Re- oh, it's shit. beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. She did a great job. Her name is breeze and uh, we should thank her more. I, I posted it. Uh, I don't know, a week or so ago on Instagram and thanked her again, but yeah, she did a great job for us, but all right. <laughs> you know what? Enough, enough rambling from all of us, but mm-hmm. Michael, once again, thank you. Um, both you guys. I love both you mm. guys and I'm sure we will talk to I you love all you guys soon. Too. All right. Love you all too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. And now it is time for you to fuck off. Then keep fucking off. Keep fucking off until you get to a gate with a sign on it saying you cannot fuck off past here. Climb over that gate. Dream the impossible dream. And keep fucking off forever.